cheese, and we get really high. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Weed of Time podcast, where they made Perrin seem like he had rabies, Egwene gave Rand a solid maybe, and we are having a baby. Holy fuck! I'm the shame of Tarvalon, and I am here with my husband slash co-host, Degas God of Tarvalon, and we are here to talk to you about the Wheel of Time on Prime. <laughs> Bonus rhyme. <laughs> no way! I need to tell you, I improved both the on Prime and Bonus Rhyme. We've Masterful, got... you're so good at this. Thank you. It's amazing what brain power I have when I'm sober. Holy fuck, that was so good. <laughs> We've got spoilers for the book series and the TV show now, so we urge you to make responsible choices. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, we've been pregnant since September, and we're finally telling people, which is exciting. So we're going to have a baby in late May, early June. But um, to, to be clear, that's probably why you haven't seen an episode from us in like... I've been exhausted. I've been dying, fam. We we have not been recording, but it's been for good reason. Yeah. Um. Also, other thing. Send Nospo some love. Nospo's. Mm-hmm. Nospo had a pretty serious concussion, uh, like right before the school year started. So late August, mm-hmm. I suppose. I have to figure out when it, things happened in relation to when other things happened. Uh, but she had a pretty serious concussion, so. That plus just busy schedules and shit has just made it harder to get together. And then she's been having trouble, like, just not being able to watch the TV show, for example, because sometimes it's really aggravating and things like that. So send Ospo some love on Twitter or Discord or what have you. I'm sure she would appreciate it. Wherever you interact with us, give her some love. Yeah. It's been a rough fall. Mm Mm-hmm. So we will be getting back to normal at some point, but we'll see how normal how long normal lasts yeah with a squalling infant um so i obviously uh shaitan's lettuce and munchies realized i have to write shit down for that oh no uh shaitan's lettuce and munchies so dang what did you smoke i've been smoking i smoked okay i don't remember which brand it is that's fine but the strain is wedding cake yeah that's the shit that matters so Mm -hmm. which is apparently a very popular strain i've got it as an indica dominant hybrid at 31.4 or something percent THC. Uh, <laughs> I ripped like three bongs full of it, I think. So I'm yeah. feeling pretty poached and toasted. And It's been the highlight of his weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things are happening. Um, I suppose we weren't smoking together, so there's no impressions to be had. Uh, I mm-hmm. while, while Dang smoked, I... I finished setting up a package to mail a blanket to his brother that's years overdue hmm. and uh, and set up that mailing through Canada Post. So, woohoo. She was productive. Yeah, I'm living the the life. <laughs> um, it, it's kind of nice. I do have one impression from while I was smoking. Uh-huh. It was like snowing mm-hmm. really, really fairly heavily and like wet, big clumps. And it's beautiful. It was a vibe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, munchy-wise, mm-hmm. my pregnant ass is eating leftover Halloween candy. Um, so I'm eating Ruffles Original uh, chips and some Sour Patch Kids. Dang. It looks like you've got a protein bar from Cliff Bar. Ch- chocolate dip protein bar that's fucking delicious. Hashtag sponsors. 
And oh, I, no, actually, but, like, we eat so much of it. Um, but I also have two of those little cookies that look like maple leaves. And they're the cream taste in the middle. like maple syrup. Mmm. Mmm. I just wrote sour chips instead of sour patch kids. So, like, that's yeah. how the pregnancy brain's going. Um, <laughs> All right. That's what we smoked. That's what we're eating. I'm going to write down what you're eating. Um, I have to hold my laptop in one hand, so I'm typing one-handed, so it's just a little bit slow. I put, like, a third of that Cliff Bar in my mouth at once. I'm sure you're very happy about that. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are here to talk. I can finally put my fucking laptop down. Mm. We are here to talk about the Wheel of Time TV show. We did watch it. We took the whole weekend to watch the first three episodes just so we didn't uh, get exhausted of it because that wouldn't have been very fun. Um, so this episode is going to go over episodes one, two, and three, the first drop. What and then immediately three? after we're going to record an episode on the fourth episode because that's come out at this point. We're a little behind, we know. That's fine. So, um, how do we want to approach the first three episodes here? So, I've got notes for each episode. Um, they're like chronological and everything, right? Yeah, they are. They are. So, the, my first note. So, if you want, we can go through the notes. You have any other thoughts, you can insert as mm. we come to, or mm. we can summarize things at the end, if that works for you. I'll give commentary. It'll be great. Okay. So... We talked about this with our patron, Aracelia, in our live chat yesterday. Um, we thought that episode one was the worst. We, we thought it was a piece of shit. Episode one sucked shit. That we, major ass. We didn't like it. Our general complaints about it was that it felt like they tried to cram a lot of shit in there, but it was all very surface level and lacked a lot of depth. And we were, we were not impressed when we finished the first episode. Mm -hmm. We were... We were sussed out, and we were not um, not excited to watch the rest. Like, right from the beginning, like, when she she's just talking about the Dark One, mm -hmm. the Dragon, the Two Rivers, and she's just getting dressed. Yeah. Even that just felt like, oh, they're giving us, like, no information. They're throwing it at us in the most bland, matter-of-fact way possible mm -hmm. and expecting us to be excited. Yeah. And expecting us to understand what's going on. They just drop you in it. In we thought the first episode would especially be very weird for somebody who has not read any of the books. Mm-hmm. It didn't world build at all. No. And we still haven't seen, like, a huge amount of world building. But I'm hoping we'll get into that more as they get out of Andor. Um, but, okay. Episode one. So my first thing, I hate the fucking Great Serpent Rings. I hate the stupid oh. ball that they have and the Aja colors. Like... They that was just so unnecessary. Clunky and dumb. They look very clunky and yeah, they would get in the way, they'd be inconvenient. And I also don't understand how that's going to work with uh, Accepted getting the Great Serpent Ring because mm. it doesn't have an Aja associated with it. What's going to happen there? And I also think it was kind of nice for it to just be very simplistic mm -hmm. as a symbol of the order. Instead, it's this audacious thing and I'm just like, ugh. Because they're supposed to be the servants of all, right? They're supposed to be mm -hmm. reminded of the fact that they are supposed to be working for people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they realistically, that's not very Aes Sedai-ish. They made them big like, and clunky specifically just so what his nuts could fucking shake them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> M and Valda. Yes, that's yeah. That's the crazy psycho guy, right? Yeah. Um, the, the white who, like, cloak. Bur burned a woman? Yeah, the one who eventually assaults Maureen. Yeah. More gauge. No, 
Sorry, I, I'm trying to be clear on who it is in the TV show. Oh, yeah. Well, I said book spoilers in here, too. <laughs> so it's fine. No, that's fair. So if you're... If you ignored the spoiler warning, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, second note I have is Moraine's like, I've heard of four Taviran in the two rivers. And I'm like, bitch, no, you did not. <laughs> Number one, I don't care that they're saying four Taviran. I, I always wanted a going to be Taviran. I'm fine with her being Taviran. Mm -hmm. But at this point in time, they were not Taviran. This is a rule that you assume when the wheel shoves you into it. And also, who would know? What have they done to make the wheel weave around them at this point to make mm -hmm. them Taviran? That's... How do you know about it? How do you know about it? This is nonsense. How so, are you the only ones who know about it? Like, Yeah, exactly. Why has... If this is just common knowledge, why has no one gone to investigate this incredibly improbable thing when we know that Taviran are incredibly rare and far between and are never in groups of three or more? No. And I'd like to add in something here before we get too into it because I realize this is going to be an important disclaimer that we talked about making. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, a lot of what we are going to talk about in episodes breaking down the TV show are the changes that they made, okay? Mm -hmm. We're not doing it just to be like, oh, they- bitches. Yeah, like, oh, they changed something, it's bad. I noticed, it's different. Like and, I just said, I'm happy that Egoin's a Taviran. Right? What we have to do is go through what things are different, and we have to decide whether or not we like them for the story. What is, is value added? Yeah. What is value added, and what is just kind of unnecessary shit? And, and that's, yeah, just, that's the thing. So mm -hmm. don't shit on us when we just point out that things are different mm -hmm. because we're trying to figure out if the story has been benefited in any way. Yeah. Which in the case of... For Taviran. Moraine just saying that without explaining what a Taviran is at all. We st I don't think they've said it no, yet. No, they haven't. So it's just a little tidbit that they threw in in the first episode that's not going to matter to any first time watchers. It's, mm -hmm. it's silly. It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I feel like that's some of the shit where Rafe was talking about. Like, we're going to throw in tidbits for the people that have read the books. And I'm like, I did not enjoy this tidbit. Please relinquish your tidbit. Y yeah. Please just focus on telling a a story that makes sense. Um, <laughs> like, really? I thought that the buildings in the two rivers looked cool. They had the right vibe kind of yeah, thing. I liked the inn especially. It was too big for the size of the thing, but apparently we don't care about that. So it's, <laughs> it's fine. It's whatever. But the building looked cool. The inn looked cool overall, especially from the outside. Yeah, em Emmons Field overall and the Wine Spring Inn in particular were nicely rendered. Did make it fun when it collapsed. <laughs> okay. We'll get to the We'll, we'll get to that. I, oh, um, I thought it was funny that Matt was already gambling. I thought he was going to win the gamble, and I was ready to be so mad about it. But then he lost. I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with that. Whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's not lucky yet. Which shows that he's not Taviran yet. Just like to point that out. Damn. He stops being lucky after the events of the last battle. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. So he's only lucky insofar as he's Taviran. Nice catch. Yeah. I've read these books three fucking times. <laughs> um, I did not like that Perrin was married. We'll get into that in greater detail. We were very concerned about how this would impact Fayil's place in the storyline later, but we have theories about that that you may have seen on Twitter already. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss those. We'll get to that. We didn't have these theories in the first episode, so we'll talk about those when we get to them. Uh, I will say that overall Perrin having been married... Mm -hmm. I might not even necessarily object to. Mm -hmm. 
I think the way they did it was just so weak. Why did she only have a line and a half and one of them was literally a direct quote from Star Wars? <laughs> I love you. I know. I know. And then they pinky promise and it's like... <sighs> it was silly. It, they they really just shoehorned her in there really hard and mm-hmm. didn't give you any chance to enjoy her or get invested in her. Mm-hmm. Like oh, at this point in my notes, we hadn't even met Lila yet. Um, <laughs> which like we had a f- okay, we knew what her name was from before because like obviously we ran a podcast on the fucking books. We have a friend who does not run a podcast on the books and has read the series, and he like he didn't even catch her name <laughs> because. Of how unimportant they made her. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Uh, Landon Moraine Storman. Unnecessarily dramatically. Um, and, like, close the door behind you. Leaving the door open is the worst mistake any employee could make because... It could let in a draft. Actually, in the case of the Wine Spring Inn, yes. It was, like, stormy and rainy. Wrong! It could let in a trollic! <laughs> Fuck! It did that, too! <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, the door thing pissed me off. It came across as really, like, rude. It did. It truly. Um, and they were all snooty when they came in. Yeah. Hated it. So, question I wrote down. Why is Lila so dramatic and also so pregnant while running a forge? <laughs> like, as somebody who was working out while pregnant, I just... I. She seems to be going extra hard. Like, no <laughs> taking it easy at all. No, she's she's literally just being a blacksmith while visibly seven months pregnant Mm -hmm. like yep (laughs) it's so weird it's just it's just choices you know they didn't Um, have to make her that what like literally (laughs) there's no value added beyond her being pregnant they still haven't addressed any of parents drama (laughs) really they've just oh god yeah it's silly it's so bad (laughs) yeah um, I was very offended at what they did to Matt's parents, Abel and Natty Cawthon. Oh, okay. why did they do them so dirty? Why are they drunk swingers that hate each other? Not I don't swingers, think... they just cheat on each other. Well, I don't know but... if she cheats on him, but she's mean too, though. Yeah, she's mean and drunk. Yes, and mean to the little children. Yes, which I hated. Mm-hmm. They were good parents, mm-hmm. and Abel was a dilf, and, and not in the he way he was they a made dilf him. and a zaddy. <laughs> it. It was just cringy. The whole, like it, it made me uncomfortable because I'm like, they're supposed to be good characters. Yeah. We have Pat and Fane for the shit. Which, like, we love Pat and Fane we in episode Pat and one. Fane. We liked him being specifically very nefarious and um, evilish. We thought that was a good addition. See, we're not entirely critical. <laughs> Something with um, Abel and Natty Cawthon. I, I remember saying this during the live chat last night, and I feel like it's a good comparison, so I want to bring it up again. Mm-hmm. I really feel like Abel Cawthon and Tam Thor are supposed to be a little bit like Robert Jordan's version of Bilbo Baggins and Gaffer Gamgee. Bros. Just like really wholesome, non-toxic masculine bros. Mm-hmm. And instead they made Abel a toxic... Fucking fornicator toxic mas- and fornicator. <laughs> They made him a shame and a farce, and he didn't deserve that. And Don't I put ha- my name in his mouth. Shame. <laughs> 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 Lol. Uh, but I, I would say there is a story change that added nothing and mm-hmm. made things actively worse. It's all designed to give Matt this tragic backstory with his sisters, but, like, 
he could have still had a really good relationship with his sisters and not had parents that were shitheads. Yes. Like, very, very possible. I- I'm going to overall say as he went, as he's gone throughout mm-hmm. the- these episodes, mm-hmm. we never end up getting to see little baby Matt because of it, because we just see sallow, sarcastic, yeah. traumatized Matt. And then we see... Who, like future episode thing but in this block yeah he gets the dagger so early he gets it in like episode two you never really get to love him because he's just been and now he's a cantankerous bitch (laughs) yeah like people are gonna miss matt they're they're not gonna get to experience the lovely Mm -hmm. matt yeah and he's just gonna seem really cranky and rude um okay so, other question I wrote down, why is Matt's family terrible and broke instead of being one of the most affluent horse traders in the two rivers? That just rubbed me the wrong way, but we've we've talked about that already. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the Rand and Egwene scene. It seemed kind of weird that her mother was just like, oh yeah, wash the dishes. Wink, wink. 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 And then they just fucked in the common room of the inn. <laughs> like, sure, fine, whatever. I also found that that was a very lazy way of establishing Rand and Egwene's relationship. Because, mm-hmm. like, we could have taken out some of the bullshit stuff with Perrin's wife that they added in and actually explored Rand and Egwene's relationship a little bit more in depth and not necessarily had to make them have sex. Because it, it really felt that they were just like, this is a way we can show that they're together, mm-hmm. but it's complicated. And then never, like, it just, it just felt lazy to me. Yeah. I really... Did. My overall thought in episode one is it really needed to be split up into two episodes. Yeah. For any of it to actually have the depth that it needed. Yeah. That was... Like, it would be really cool if there was a whole episode before Moraine showed up. That would have been really cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Especially if she still did, like, the prologue bit. Yes. And then she came in, like, partway through episode two. No, like, the like, the last little bit of episode one, that's when she walks into the end. Okay. And then an Aes Sedai shows up. Okay, I But see. we can hear some more things about how people think about Aes Sedai and stuff before that and making yeah. it. Okay. And then it's like, ooh, why is she here? What does she want? And blah, 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 you know? I see that then. Okay. A little bit more intrigue. But I think the pacing overall would have been better. Yes. Instead, we were just, it felt like we're rushing to get through as much shit as we can so that we can get to this battle, get through it as fast as possible, and then we dip immediately. Yeah. And... There's a lot lost in doing that because, like, they, they missed the whole all three boys seeing the fade thing, mm-hmm. which is, like, a huge atmosphere part of the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So so we, we missed out on that because we the missed Rand dragging Tam kind of... through the thing and figuring out he's probably adopted. Yeah, yeah. Where's his identity issues going to come from now? Mm-hmm. There's a hint towards him in a later episode, which we'll talk about, but... But it's it's not going to be anywhere near as convincing without that, mm-hmm. you know, that fever-filled night hiding from Shadow Spot. Yeah. It's just... It really set the tone. It's so much less rich because of it. Mm-hmm. Agree. I'm interested in Nynaeve's tragic, interesting backstory. I, I'm it's, curious... It's fine so far. Yeah, I'm curious what they're doing with it, and I'd like to see more. Um, She talks about... The person who trained her being turned away from the White Tower. I'm like, bitch, the Aes Sedai would never turn someone away just for being poor. They are power-hungry bitches. They've been having recruitment issues for decades now. They're not going to turn anyone away. No, not for being poor. They're just going to be like, okay, that's fine. We'll give you money. And, like, there's so many valid reasons to hate the Aes Sedai. We don't need to make up classism for them. Truly. Truly. Why couldn't she have just been turned away for not being powerful enough, you know? That 
Literally. Mm-hmm. That easy. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, it was silly and unnecessary. They could have even made it so that, like, the eyes to die at the time just didn't respect the wind listening mm-hmm. thing. And they were like, that's not how you go away. You're, mm-hmm. you're yeah. not one of us. You're just a village yeah. wisdom. Go back to the country. If it was because she was a wilder, that would have been fine, too. Yeah. Which yeah. Um, we'll get to maybe in the next episode a little bit. Okay. Um, so... I thought the corpses, you said they were sheep corpses, in the shape of a dragon fang was a little bit on the nose. Because I'm like, okay, who's going to set that up? Yeah. The Trollocs? The Murdral? Really? Padden Fane? Who's going to take the time? Who's going... Imagine a Murdral just setting it up like that, like, <laughs> this is really going to fuck with land. Like, and, and then they nonsense. never explain it, so it never really integrates into the story in any way. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little bit of imagery they put there. Mm-hmm. That... that when they cut so many important things out that would have given us more depth and richness to the story mm-hmm. and a, more emotional investment. It, Nobody it, who's watching that show without having read the books knows what a fucking dragon fang is. So it didn't add anything to have put that in. No, nothing. We, we didn't need that. No. That time could have been better spent doing something else. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Stupid. Um, Fuck, I hate the first episode. Yeah, it was not great. Oh, can I go back for a second? Uh-huh. The first episode doesn't even have the theme song either. Yeah, which, or like, the intro, which, like, we like the intro. But overall, I think it would be cool if it changed for each episode, like, the final image that was shown. Yes. I just, I know it's a common thing for pilots to not have the full theme song mm-hmm. and intro, title card, whatever. It sets the vibe, though. But it sets the vibe. It... If we think about Game of Thrones for all the things they did wrong. Their intro they, was great. World class. Stunning. The fact that it reflected the geographical changes. I still love the changes. cello music from that, too. And the music was so good. It, it really helped you integrate into the aesthetic and into the world overall mm-hmm. and how it connected. Yes. It did a lot of those things without having to take up showtime to do it, right? Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was just part of the vibe. Mm-hmm. Which, Absolutely. Now that's missing, mm-hmm. first of all. And then we didn't even get it to match in the first episode, so it's just annoying. Mm-hmm. No, for sure, for me. sure. Missed opportunities. Um, I wrote this down, I think, before Lila said much, but like she only had like a line and a half, because I'm not counting I know as a line. <laughs> yeah. um, would it be too much to ask for Lila to have a single line before she gets killed for male pain? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, anybody who's read the books sees her and they're like she she has to die because otherwise this story is off the fucking rails um the trollocs showed up what do you think of the trollocs dang oh they look like the unholy love child of sonic the hedgehog and shrek the (laughs) troll ogre (laughs) troll Um, um we are huge lord of the rings fucking nerd stands and like that's that level of prosthetics and kind of care in detail is and what physical effects and physical stuff, effects like, is tends to be what we hold our fantasy up to. And we found we did not get that enough with the Trollocs, especially when they were interacting with people. The cat came back the very next episode. Um, especially when they were interacting with people, you could very much tell where the CGI started and the actual filming began. And that's just weak. With a budget of $10 million an episode, that's just weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they, they, they look like a rejected villain from uh, Rise of the Guardians. And I would have liked they just, to see... They look silly. I would have liked to see more differentiation between them in terms of the different animal things that get talked yeah. about in the books. That just would have been cool. 
Uh, but again, I understand that, that that one is a little bit off the rails, but I really wish they had been integrated better. Uh, more physical effects have been used and less CGI. And that they just looked kind of cooler, you know? Yeah. They're, they're just like Mr. Tumnus on steroids. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't like them. That was them. a really good line. Um, <laughs> and like, I, I get, I've been talking to some of you on Twitter since last night. And I get that some of you think the Trollocs look good. And that's just a difference of opinion. Like, it's, it's a it difference. is what it is. We're not going to see eye to eye on that, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I disagree. Yeah. Um, I thought Matt with his sisters was very cute. I liked that. And that's where oh. I started to be like, okay, they're not making Matt a terrible person. They're just making Matt. A tragic person. A tragic person who also does shitty things. Yes. I didn't like him stealing the bracelet. To, no. For Pat and Fane. I, I didn't enjoy that. Um, Unnecessary. The Heron marked blade, dang. <laughs> it looks stupid as fuck. Why was the hero not even in flight? It was just... <laughs> it just looks like a bad phone case you get for four ninety nine on Amazon. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, of course you get it on Amazon. <laughs> Amazon Prime, probably. <laughs> oh, no. Branded, branded Heron Mark phone cases oh no we've spoken it into existence it's gonna come up in an amazon suggested yeah, ad any day true. now that's true sorry world um they just they look dumb though yeah i didn't love it they look I, cheap and silly yeah i would agree with that it I, it could have been made a lot cooler um i thought the tam being a badass was fun i really liked that a pro tam I'm generally pro Tam. I think he's a little older than I imagined, which mm -hmm. is fine. I'm fine with that. He adopted his child, whatever. And I don't hate the Roose Bolton actor for him. Mm -hmm. I just wish he didn't have a completely square bottom beard. line of his yeah. beard because it's so distracting because it looks like his head is round on top and then flat on the bottom. <laughs> and I'm like, are you real? <laughs> are you? That's not a shape for a person to have. That's a cartoon person head. Yep. And it, it's distracting. It's distracting. Yeah. So Moraine showed up in the Trolloc fight and absolutely started to decimate. I thought that the weaves looked cool. Dang, you have some specific things to say about how Moraine... Um, Channels? About the dance she does. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Channel. Okay. So first of all, I do overall like the weaves. Yeah. I think for years now when I've talked about what I wanted to see from mm -hmm. the weaves, that's roughly it. Mm-hmm. My preference would have been for color coordination based on... Elements. Elements, like what you're weaving. Yeah. And maybe that's something that gets phased in eventually, or not. Yeah. It's fine. I don't really mind. Yeah. But when Moraine was just standing in the middle of the party circle... It does the two-handed chuck of a fireball, like reaching, <laughs> medicine, backwards, and then... <laughs> medicine ball throw with the fireball. <laughs> no, it looks so bad when she, like, battle channels in this because... It's like they didn't give her good marks to act around. Uh-huh. So she's just flopping in ways that they're trying to describe ad hoc. Yeah. And then when they animate it over top, it's like it doesn't fully line up what she's doing and what the weaves I feel are doing. a little bit bad for Rosamund Pike having to do that, yeah. Yeah, they made her do all these silly things and then didn't even make it work physically when they yeah. put it all together. It's It just, it looks bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah. Um... I didn't like how Lila died right in the baby. As a pregnant oh. woman, I did not enjoy that. No, fuck no. That was that was not very fun for me. 
But but did any of the rest of you notice that like when he stabs her, her she, arms were upraised. She had a weapon in her hands at his turned back. Just as like, he was between her and the Trolloc, the only Trolloc. Well, that'll you, come back later. <laughs> in makes our you think analysis. Eh? Um. So, Moraine got stabbed. Yeah, she, she got hit with a morgul blade. <laughs> yeah, she, truly, <laughs> truly, truly. Um, she needed king's foil. And then she destroys the inn. So I hope, really hope that nobody was taking refuge there. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, oof. It's sad to see that happen to the wine spring inn. I get that it's supposed to be dramatic and it's supposed to signal, you know, mm-hmm. their lives being destroyed. So they have to move on. You know, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Especially Egwene's. But we then cut out a lot of plot after that, because, like... They just leave immediately. Th- there was, like, at least an entire day of sitting in the Wine Spring Inn before they left in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so there's no Rand traveling dramatically with Tam, which didn't love. Uh, Matt leaving his sisters was super sad. And I wrote this in all caps. Is no one going to address the death of Perrin's dead wife? Literally! <laughs> no one said a goddamn thing. Uncomfortable. Bad friends. Yeah. Um, the one saving grace of episode one, other than Pat and Fane, was I liked that they had th- the wind stuff monologued at the end. Oh, yeah. That, that was a nice way to incorporate it. Yeah. It, that was cool. I hope they do that um, for a lot of different seasons and stuff it was like, like that. Like every premiere would be. Yeah. It has the wind we are. When mountains of mist and yeah 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 wasn't a beginning yeah exactly that shit we all know what it is we 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 don't remember it but we know what it is oh I have way fewer notes for episode two um quick thing on Pad and Fane because we just kind of mentioned we like him Mm -hmm. yes he's being portrayed very well I think I compared him to the villain from Princess and the Frog yes vibe wise vibe wise like creep level creepy dark humor kind mm-hmm. of yep, yep, yep. crazy villain you mm-hmm. know yes and i like it i think it's great mm-hmm. i think it's great that he was that from the very beginning mm-hmm. i i'm so excited to see him get mashadar yes oh and go crazy start stabbing people yeah uh any other thoughts on episode one it was a piece of shit and i was actually like really really grumpy watching it he was and I was very intent on this episode being titled, I told you so, (laughs) after we watched the first episode, because I'm like, I was so right, it sucks shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Episode two? Episode two. All right. So we watched this the day after. We watched episode one on the Friday, episode two on the Saturday, and episode three on the Sunday. Um, So episode two, we start... Our prologue section is the uh, White Cloaks burning the Aes Sedai alive. That was a pretty good prologue. Uh, yeah. That, that issue, hit all the marks. Issue I took with it. I don't think that cutting off a woman's hands would make her unable to channel. I, I yeah. really don't think that would be a thing. No. I I just think that's silly. <laughs> that was a weird choice to have made that yeah. they didn't need to make. Yeah. Um. So the intro was cool visually, but the music was bleh. We we have not dug the music for kind like for any anything. The best music we found was like when they were just partying in the wine spring in in episode one. Yeah. Perk for episode one. <laughs> Perk for episode one. Good music. 
But it, it hasn't given the cool fantasy vibes like like we talked about for Game of Thrones. It had really cool music that really set the mood. Witcher has really good music. Lord of the Rings had a fucking spectacular soundtrack, and nothing we've heard here has been impressive. Did you say Game of Thrones had good music? Yes. Okay. Because it did. <laughs> it did. Um, but no, nothing we've heard music-wise for this TV show has been has been good. Uh, I would that go is f- an episode three roast, Rafe Judkins. <laughs> um, I would go so far as to say that the intro music or like the theme song music mm-hmm. is forgettable. Yes. Like it's nothing. It just, yeah. It's there. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like I can call into mind the Game of Thrones cello awesomeness. Immediately. Immediately. Everyone can recognize that in yeah. like three notes. Uh-huh. Do, do, do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um... I was curious whether the image they were weaving will change each time. I was hoping it would. Alas, it did not. Um, that just means it's going to be kind of boring forever. <laughs> yeah, I hope it at least changes for the last episode or for each season. You 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 want to you want to see them have that level of care for detail. Mm-hmm, you for hope sure. that for them for sure for sure. Uh, the fairy was brutal, but in a fun way. Yeah, it was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. And then you just had to see. Seven minutes of uninterrupted Trolloc footage. Yeah, and it's like, they still don't look good. Um, <laughs> Putting more of them on the screen for a longer period of time will not help. No. Close-ups will not help. No. Um, I really liked the Egwene and Moraine power um, thing, like her teaching Moraine to channel. Oh, we never talked about Nynaeve getting taken away by a Trolloc. Why the fuck would the Trolloc not just kill her? <laughs> Episode one callback. Why the fuck would the Trolloc not just kill Egwene? We also didn't talk about her getting pushed in the river. That's fine. It's a recap. General. General stuff. General That shit. wasn't a standout thing for us. Yeah, it was, it was whatever. Okay, but yeah, Nynaeve. <laughs> just it, getting yoinked. And then just, he... It, he it, just lets her go and then goes to kill another Trolloc, Trolloc. and eat him, leaving were... her alone. You had a snack in your hand. I suppose that's the prologue of episode three, but... Is it really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, because she doesn't appear again until the end um, of episode two. Right. And then yeah. that's the cliffhanger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Anyways, we'll come back to that. But or we can talk about it now. It's fine. Whatever. It's chronological. It's, it's, it's something. It's yeah. something. Um. So but yeah, the Trolloc made dumb choices. And they made dumb Trolloc choices. They did, truly. Um, but yeah, I really like the Egwene and Maureen power thing. I thought that was cool. I thought it was accurate. It was nice to see a part of the TV show that was more directly taken from the books, especially such a cool section of it. it, it that's a very distinctive, important section. Like, yeah. In terms of setting up mm-hmm. lots of what you yeah. need for the rest of the series, you know? I really like the line of the wind listens to you. Yes. That was cool. I thought that was was pretty slick. Um, I I wrote down I want someone to acknowledge Perrin's dead wife because at the time that still had not no been had. even remotely addressed. Uh, Rand was being insanely angsty with his Egwene drama, and I'm like, well, that's pretty accurate <laughs> for <laughs> for this time in the book series. I suppose he was mostly ignoring her. Um, I thought that the white cloaks had the correct vibes, particularly the questioners. Yes. Em and Valda. That, that was all done very well. Yeah, the white no cloak vibes. Um, I thought the way that Lan and Moraine dealt with them was interesting. Did we talk about the tub? We did not talk about the tub. We gotta go back to Oh yeah. For a d- why do they have such a long shot of Daniel Henney's ass? <laughs> 
It was just like a 30-second slow drag of his cheeks across the screen. While Moraine just looked at his dong. The whole time. Like, so And then he just slowly sat down and was just like, this does not have the correct energy. And why did they not make him do a single squat before doing (laughs) an ass close-up scene of that caliber? Yeah. Like. He got a small little booty. Tiny toit. Twigger. <laughs> Toy like a twigger. Ocean powers. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> sorry, Daniel Penny. Okay, but there's a weirdly sexual scene of them in the tub, and then like her kind of. But just like also not sexual. Yeah, her, the way she swirled the... the water. Yeah, she the, truly she fingered the water. And it got hot. It was so <gasps> uncomfortable. Like the way they were talking to each other it was bad. Mm-hmm. It was. It was weird. It was very weird. Okay. Anyway. Um, Matt acknowledged Perrin's pain when he gave him the dagger, which I thought was great. We love when somebody acknowledges Perrin's pain. But then, how conveniently, Matt finds a new dagger (laughs) immediately after giving up his old dagger. That's so funny, actually. I didn't even... I didn't put that together, I don't think. Oh, I'm pretty sure when we watched it and he found the new dagger, I was like, how convenient! Oh, did you? Okay. (laughs) But like too focused. Yeah. It was it was a vibe. The only other note I have is that the music is not very high fantasy. Okay, uh so That's all the notes I have for episode two. So we, we can, can talk just... about Shadar Logoth a bit though. Yes, absolutely. Which looked okay. Yeah. Could have been a little more ruined. Mm-hmm. It it could have been a little bit more creepy, honestly. Yeah. It it was just kind of a blue city. Mm-hmm. The the choice to make Mashadar shadows instead of the mist was interesting. I do kind of miss the mist. mist? I think it's going to be a less cool visual when Pad mm-hmm. and Fane comes creeping up and everything gets foggy and yes. the tendrils of mist yes. come for you. and Like, like that's a really big The mist can visual. stab you through the chest, whereas the shadow is just like, foot touch. And then Matt pukes it. That's next episode stuff. Yeah. Um, no, that's episode four stuff. No, our next episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Out. Yes. Our next episode. Um... But, oh, Rand Dream puked a bat. Okay, I, I didn't hate... Okay, I, I didn't hate the dreams overall. Uh-huh. And the bat and shit and how they're all having the same dream. Okay, it's fine, it's fine. But as we've seen on Twitter, what did you hate, Dang? Ishmael! He looks silly. He looks like something out of a Bionicle movie. <laughs> he looks like Nick Cage, Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. Except um, the flames are inside instead of outside. He looks like something from a Game Boy Terminator game. <laughs> um, he looks like a piece of shit and I hate him. Yeah. He's not creepy. He's no. not cool. He's not interesting. He just looks like the Silver Surfer's drunk cousin. Um, <laughs> I don't like him. Anyway. No, he looked he looked bad. Um, oh, yeah. So they flood Shatter Logoth. Um, the fleeing oh, oh. was kind of cool. Yeah, the fleeing was cool, but they would have died jumping that far into the water. Yes, I'm saying it right now. They fell like 200 feet. Mm-hmm. They have broken bones. Like uh-huh. they're so not okay. They would have broken their legs and then drowned. But yeah. but whatever. What do I know? I'm I'm just a guy. <laughs> um, aren't we all? No. I've heard that there's at least one other gender. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly more. Um, (laughs) But. Episode two. 
was better than episode one. We were left feeling better. Um, left feeling that the pacing is still rough. The pacing was odd. I didn't find that was as much of an issue with episode two because they were all still together. Yeah. Um, I did like random Matt fleeing and then like the boosting over and it's like, it's coming. Let me through. <laughs> yeah. And then they just barely get out. That was a tense moment. Yeah, that was a it, tense it moment. It was fun. Um, Moraine's basically dying, which is fun. Interesting choice. Yeah. Interesting choices. Uh, and then Nynaeve shows up. Okay. With a sword at Lan's throat. Which is pretty badass. Oh, yeah. We love it. We stand. Quick thing on Rosamund Pike, actually. Yes. I don't want to say I think she's been doing a bad job, because mm-hmm. this thing isn't her fault in any way. Mm-hmm. But in the books, Moraine has very short lady who's tired of everyone's shit, mm-hmm. sassy energy. He's projecting from his wife. No, no. But, no, but, no, but, but, but she's... Shit. One of her major character traits is mm-hmm. A, being short, and two, being, like, snappy, grumpy, like, bossy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, But also being very calm. But also, she, yeah, she, she just naturally She does have a grumpy moment in episode two, though, where she's like, fine, just stay here. You don't have to follow me. Fuck you. And then rides off. Which is good. I just, I kind of miss her being short. That's fair. Because it added a layer of funny grumpy to it if that makes sense to me maybe a layer of irony because she's like one of the most powerful beings in the universe and she's this gets referred to as a porcelain doll all the time yeah and she's just like i'm one of the most powerful channelers currently in existence and then she's going around with two guys over six and a half feet tall Mm -hmm. you know like and matt and, and, and then matt and bossing them around and shit it doesn't feel the same she she's much more lady gandalf Yes. In the TV show than I think she really is in the books. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. It, it's, they made a choice and, and she's doing a good job. It's the vibe just, is just different. It's just different and I, I don't feel any which way about it. I just, mm. I maybe miss Book Moraine because I That's like fair. Book Moraine. You know? No, absolutely. Don't we all? <laughs> um, Any other thoughts on episode two? I was still pretty schmet at the end of episode two. Yes. I will say that. Yeah, agree. Um, at the end of episode two, after Nanaev showed up, I looked at Dang and I said, the next, uh, or the start of the next episode better be a flashback to how Nanaev got the fuck there. Yes. <laughs> and it was episode three time. Yes. Um, Woo. I was very glad that the prologue was Nanaev, um, getting saved by, or not saved, but like. Getting away from a trollic. Getting away from the trollic. Um, I thought the way she killed it was cool, like hiding in the pool and stuff. That was fun. Good scene. The trollic was dumb though. And the way that they set that up was just kind of silly. Yes. Um, Dang pointed out that the first thing to tug on Nynaeve's braid was a trollic. <laughs> that, that, that was astute of me. Yeah. Uh, she hadn't been braid tugging, though. Yeah. So why was the trollic eating another trollic and ignoring Nynaeve? Again, dropping her to go kill and eat that trollic. We, we know they like eating humans more. It's literally canonical. They That's... prefer humans. They will eat Trollocs if they have to, but they greatly Don't prefer lie. the taste of humans. Um, Nynaeve killing a Trolloc with his own dagger was badass as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music with Lan and Nynaeve gathering the herbs for Moraine was better. It was better. It I had s- a little bit more of the correct vibes, but that did not last throughout the episode. I think, honestly, overall, I think it was maybe just a better song. Yeah. But I still don't think the vibe hit for me. Do you That's know what fair. I mean? That's fair. 
Um, just a stronger composition. I think that Nynaeve has exactly the correct energy, and I love her. And, okay, I'm really enjoying Nynaeve in this, too, mm-hmm. because Robert Jordan couldn't write women for, like, six books. Yes. He, he, he really did not nail down Nynaeve as a character properly until the Seafolk wedding. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. She was just cantankerous and grumpy and had no depth of character. And and, and it was frustrating to read because it's like, mm-hmm. you can't just be this ridiculous. Yeah. But she was because Robert Jordan's a fucking idiot. <laughs> we love him, but he's an idiot. Um, Aren't we all? <laughs> truly. Um, I'm just a human being after all. Yeah. Um, but they don't have that same problem in the TV show. They've they, given her depth of character. They've given her a compelling backstory. They've taken away the cartoonishness of her mm-hmm. and just made her the character we all love from mm-hmm. the beginning. They, they've really done her well. Yeah. I did really enjoy her actually trying to kill Lan and him being like, you tried to kill me. <laughs> yes. I'm surprised. <laughs> and she's like, of course I tried to kill you, you bitch. Get back here so I can do it again. That has the same energy as uh, Flynn Rider in Tangled being like, I'll hit you with a smolder. And then she hits him with a frying pan and he's like, you broke my smolder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she drops him on the, his face on the floor. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yes. But, but, but you actually tried to kill me. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm too pretty for this. Perrin's dream happened. So this was a small detail that I didn't notice until Dang pointed it out. Yeah. But you can see Ishmael's eyes through the window when Perrin first gets out of bed. Oh, and it, that was nice. It that was, was creepy. cool. He was being watched uh-huh. the whole time. I, I liked that. That was fun. Yes. It was creepier than Ishmael himself actually it, showing up. Just the eyes was cool. It was a little bit uh, Dark Tower, Eyes of the Crimson King vibes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, 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 yes. Um. So we eventually get to the end and we see a wolf eating Lila, which leads us to a theory. Because wolves don't we... like shadow spawn or dark friends. Yeah. Wolves don't like dark friends. Uh, they don't. Well, they don't like shadow spawn. Like they'll hunt down Trollocs. And yes. But like the wolves are good guys. We know the wolves y- yes. are good guys. So why the fuck would the wolves be eating Lila just for sitting there? Which leads us to our theory that Lila is a dark friend for number one, being eaten by wolves in the dream. And having the weapon above her head, theoretically poised to kill Perrin when he killed her. So it was the wolf instincts having him turn around and hit her in the gut. The wolf brother awoke in him to protect him. Mm-hmm. But we think Lila is a dark friend and we think that'll be revealed. And that will eventually lead way to a uh, healthy relationship between him and Fael, hopefully. At the same time, I still think it's a clumsy way that they've chosen to do this either way. Mm-hmm. And... If they were going to do it, they should... They, it feels lazy that they didn't put more work into the Lila Perrin relationship. Especially because, like, nothing else has really come of it for three episodes since mm-hmm. now. They've just slept on that whole aspect of his plotline for the most part. Yes. So it's like, why did she have to be horned in mm-hmm. so bad in that first episode mm-hmm. just for you to do nothing for three yeah. episodes now? Yep, yep, yep. Bad. Um. Okay, so this brings us to Tom. Oh. So number one. We told you so. We told you so. I'd like to remind everyone that Dang is a classical guitarist and like went to university for it. He also plays numbers of other kinds of guitar. And the first thing we noticed before Tom even started playing is that the foot that Tom puts on the stool is not the foot that you put up to play guitar. (laughs) It's, It's actually like so bad. Like it's... 
it's just dumb to look at. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really physically do anything that crossing his leg couldn't have done, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but really, it should be a non-issue because he just proceeds to go ahead and not play guitar after that. He, he strums <laughs> a few very basic chords while singing with a horrible vocal timbre. But, like, the guitar was also basic. The vocal timbre sucked. The song that he sang vocally was extremely basic. And we fucking told you so. We fucking told you so. And so many of us, are of you, fought us about it on fucking Twitter. But it fucking sucked. So, like, if you were going to fucking switch Tom to playing guitar, they needed to actually cast somebody who could fucking play guitar. They made these changes because they saw that and wanted that. They chose that. They, they, that is not fucking musical. That is somebody who barely knows how to play guitar, learned a few basic chords so they could be in a fucking role, and doesn't know how to sing properly. It's just, it's painful and annoying, and... We fucking told you so. The music is the worst part of Tom, but I'm also just not super sold on this Tom either. Yeah, you Period. love Tom. You love book time. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think there's a difference between, like, wholesome grandpa energy, mm-hmm. who's also protective and competent. Yes. And, like, asshole yeah. grandpa. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And he, he's very old Harrison Ford in, yes. in the new Star Wars movies. Yes. Right? I, I, so you mean they split Harrison Ford's role between Tom and Lila? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, like, th- they made him... A dick. He, they could play him the exact same way with Robert Downey Jr. being the actor. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. That's it, It's like that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. They wanted him to be a very flippant, asshole-ish anti-hero. Mm-hmm. I guarantee and we're they, not going to hear Tom play guitar again, like, all season. Like, really, though? We'll, they had we'll, to do one just to get it out of the way to be like, he's a gleeman, and then there's going to do as minimal of it as possible. I bet you they're going to do one more. Yeah. And they're it's going to be like a big thing. Mm-hmm. They're going to make a gonna big suck. to-do for it, and it's going to suck just as bad. Well, like, you see but, Rafe Judkins fucking on his Instagram and his Twitter. He's like, watching him perform this in The Four Kings was the most exciting thing that's ever happened oh in the filming God. of this. I'm like, it fucking sucked. As two people who both went to fucking university for music, it fucking sucked. Like, it was ass. The Like, I could have accepted the choice to make Tom play guitar if the person they cast could fucking play guitar. Like, fucking really. <laughs> it's and you were all like not all of you but like a lot of you on twitter were like well it's easier to teach an actor to play guitar than it is to, for them to learn the harp or the flute and i'm like didn't fucking teach him how to play guitar no, either so your arguments are relevant fuck off oh can you me car also tom's gleeman cloak patches on the inside Dumb. it's an advertising thing you fucks it's how is he going to advertise himself being a gleeman when his patches are on the inside of his cloak is he going to pull up the ends and like hold it above himself and be like i'm a gleeman no he's gonna flop them out to each side and be like hey kid want to buy a patch (laughs) (laughs) which is also the vibes he gives off yeah like yeah which is just wrong i I hate that they made that choice. To, to go back to my original thing, mm-hmm. I hate that they made that choice because Tom in the books was something far less toxic, mm-hmm. far more wholesome. Non-toxic masculinity. 
And I, I just, I think we, we miss that now, which, yep. which is sad because he was an important yes. figure yes. in that way. Like he was, he grounded a lot of the other Old men can be cool too. Times. Yes. Yes. Really though. So I'm going to miss it. Yeah. We're, we're not pleased with Tom. We're not pleased with Rafe Judkins and his bullshit justifications that he wanted for Moraine and Tom to have sexual energy. And I'm like, then fucking write it, you dumb, <laughs> lazy fuck. I'm mad at Rafe Judkins right now. And I hope he listens to these episodes and takes <laughs> notes on how to make his series actually good because, like, we were very displeased by Tom. Um, Tom steals all of Matt's money, and I thought that was rather rude and dickish and also <sighs> set the mood for Harrison Ford dickwad Tom. Yeah, it, it did. In a not necessary way. Yeah. It was just... Skipping ahead a little bit in the episode, yeah. Matt's at the aisle in the cage and Tom shows up and lo and behold, there's Western music whenever Tom shows up. <laughs> He's a space cowboy. Um, He's a Harrison Ford space cowboy. Gangster of love. <laughs> um, I do like that while they're dealing with the aisle, there starts to be a hint of Rand because they talk about the hair um, and the red hair not really appearing outside of the IEL waist. And lo and behold, we've switched to Matt's best buddy, Rand, who has red fucking hair. I kind of hate that Matt, uh, Rand's whole identity crisis thing mm-hmm. is in the hands of bitchy Matt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm worried. And I, I don't out. think that's even going to necessarily appear. I think that's going to have to come in at a later time. I would hope so. Like, I, I feel like they're going to have to meet an IEL, you know, and they're mm. just going to be like, y'all look the fucking same. That's fair. You know, like, if they do it just based on that hair thing, I think that's going to be very weak and I'm going to be very disappointed. It wouldn't be the first weak thing they do, though. Yeah. Yeah, true. (laughs) Like. Uh, So Dana, the barmaid, is a dark friend. I think that she might be replacing the noble woman in the stable when Rand has a fever and Matt ends up. uh, He doesn't stab her, but he like she was going to stab Rand and then he saves Rand and stuff. So I think it's kind of replacing that role a little bit. I hope it's not replacing Pat here. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) so Rand obviously could not get out of the, uh, the room because four men your size couldn't break that down. Guess who used the power to break down the door? Obviously. I forgot about that when we watched episode four. Yeah. So, okay. Now that Rand has done that, it's Uh so much funnier to me that Tom was like, it's it's Matt. He's yeah. got the power. Yeah. He's channeling the taint. Yep. I, I I couldn't miss it. I've seen it before. Yeah. I know all the signs. Rand, forty five minutes ago in Showtime, channeled the power. Rand's just like I'm just really buff, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got them big, strong sheep herder shoulders. <laughs> Shoulder. Shoulders. Um. Did you see all those logs I split earlier today? <laughs> I got a shoulder pump, bro. <laughs> um, so Rand and Matt run out, runs into Matt, and Rand's like, we need to go. She's a dark friend. And then she appears and she's like, ho, I've called Fade, blah, 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 blah. Who does not appear immediately when I'm like, Fades can travel between shadows. And it's nighttime. And it's nighttime. (laughs) This is nonsense. This is silly. He could have skimmed to you, basically. Yeah, basically teleport. Um, So she goes on her monologue thing about them being the dragon, blah, 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 all that crap. And she starts monologuing. Giving Tom time to show up and get her through the throat with a dagger. Leading to one of the weirdest transitions 
of the show so far. Oh, where it was like her blood and then it became the sky or some it shit. It was a like, skyline with like trees and shit. Yeah. I didn't like that. I thought that was weird. Okay, they've had They're, a lot. They've, they've had, had a lot, lot of, of weird transitions. Really uncomfortable, clunky transitions yeah. that are like every Instagram story I've ever uh-huh. seen has had better transitions than this. You start seeing like, it more in episode three because now they're split up. So you have to transition between plot lines a little bit. Which they're not even doing that well because no. they're pacing them so weird. It's just like here. Yeah. Character piece. Mm-hmm. Character piece. Yeah. Minute and a half long character piece. Yeah. 45 second character piece. Battle. Yeah. Like. <laughs> we felt like the ending to episode three, like when Lan Moraine and Nynaeve sh- uh, find the Aes Sedai and show up there. We felt that that was very abrupt. Like yeah, them just seeing there, like no interaction with them at all. And the show's just done. And I think part of that was how clunky the pacing was throughout that episode. Yeah. It, it, it f- Then it was just like, oh, it's just over now. Okay. We're not getting to anything of... Like, it would have felt more natural if it ended on them fleeing the Dark Friends. Yes. Are, abs- I think, you yes. know? Because that was that was kind of the high point of the episode. And then we switched to something that was not as exciting. And then it was suddenly done. It was like, oh. They just met a person you haven't seen since the prologue to episode one. And you're like. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It, not a lot of drama to it. Yeah. No drama it. mama. Yeah. And is that, that's the end of episode three? That's the end of episode three. Do you have any other thoughts on the first three episodes? Uh, I, maybe let's just say mm-hmm. what we were expecting and how we yeah. feel about it now, just to kind of mm-hmm. sum up our general thoughts. I don't know if I had any specific expectations. That's fair. Um, I was... Like, were you expecting to be impressed or not or what? I was expecting to be let down. Okay. Um, based on everything the show has put out, I was expecting for it to be kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And... For a while, it was kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I was, by the end of the three, like, okay, this is slightly better than I was expecting. I'm going to watch the rest of it. Yeah. But, like, if they had only dropped episode one, oh. I don't know if I would have watched the rest of it. Because episode one was really, really bad. Yeah, by itself, it might not have been enough to make me come mm-hmm. back a week later. Yeah, exactly. Um... It's honestly about what I expected. I expected them to fuck shit up. I expected things to be kind of shitty. There's things that I'm invested in that I'm excited to be invested in, but I don't trust Rafe Judkins as a showrunner. Yeah. I expect him to fuck more shit up in ways that are unnecessary and stupid. Yeah, yes, yes. (laughs) I'm going to say I went into it expecting it to really suck. Yeah. Like significantly. Yeah. And the first episode pretty well... I felt justified. Yes. Follow-up episodes, I felt... We thought episode two was the best of the three. Then episode three, then episode one is the worst. Well, no, honestly, what I feel is not enough stuff has gone well to convince me that Mm -hmm. it's a show I like. Yeah. But it's a show you're invested in and will watch. That's the thing, it's... I'm curious to see what's going to happen next, Mm -hmm. which is the thing that keeps making me excited to watch it again. Not that I think it's going to be good. I'm just, I've got the curiosity up, Mm -hmm. but I'm still pretty negative on a fucking lot of it, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's it's really not won me over at all. No. It's it's just piqued my curiosity. Yeah. No, absolutely. There we go. Um, So this episode was a little bit weird because obviously... It was the first three episodes, and we've seen episode four just because we were behind. But the way these are going to get paced in the future is we're going to watch them, like, on Friday. 
when they come out. We'll record the episode that weekend. So we'll talk about kind of what we're expecting to see in the next episode, things like that, make predictions. And then I'm hoping to have them out by the Wednesday at the latest, if not earlier. I might throw them up earlier on our Patreon just so there's some level of early access and then have them come out publicly on the Wednesday. Yeah, that would work. Um, So two days before the next episode comes out. But I think that'll probably be the play for it. Um, But yeah, there will be weekly episodes on the episode that we just watched and kind of predictions for the rest of the series. The only kind of difference is the last episode comes out on Christmas Eve. And we're not doing that. (laughs) We're not doing that because like, we're going to be at my grandparents on Christmas Eve and then we're spending Christmas Day with my family and then we're on Boxing Day flying up to go see Deng's family mm. for five days. So that episode will come out when it comes out because honestly, we probably won't even be watching it no. when it first comes out unless we download it to your iPad and watch it on a plane. Oh, we could do that. Yeah. That I don't even work. know if you can download things on Amazon Prime, but we'll... I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, <sighs> in that case, maybe we will watch it, but... We'll see how that pans out. That's yeah. All. And that episode will also turn into probably overall thoughts on the th- series and stuff. But four episodes, well, episodes four, five, six, and seven, it will be a weekly sort of thing. And then it'll just be weird for the uh, Christmas episode because we're traveling. We're teachers. We got to make the most out of the time we have off. <laughs> That's true. That's true, true, true. Well, we haven't seen your younger siblings in a year and a half. So long. So long. <laughs> yeah. So... So it's necessary. We got personal life priorities. Shit to do. You know, priorities. Whatever. Yeah. But this is Wheel of Time on Prime. Yeah. This is. N- well, no. <laughs> yeah. Weed of Prime. <laughs> Weed of Prime. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us for this episode of the Weed of Time podcast, and we hope you tune in again soon. Please let us know any of your thoughts on today's episode on Twitter or Discord at the Weed of Time. If you're just going to shit on us, please don't. Um, <laughs> and check out our Patreon for cool bonuses like ranting and raving series, where we go off about shit. If you have a second to rate and review our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, remember that the weed weaves as the weed wills. Bye. Quick PS thing, actually. Mm. Um I will say that the dialogue I have had on Twitter since the show came out has been po- more positive than you expected. Wildly positive. I've I've been having great conversations with a lot of reasonable people that I don't always agree with. Yeah. And it's been great. We can um, all be kind to each other regardless of whether we agree with each other. And that's awesome. It didn't feel like that existed before the show came out, but now yes. that the show has come out, we're all like, none of us are happy. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> like And it's just we're all unhappy about different things. But yeah, yeah. as long as we can be like reasonable in how we're talking to each other it's fine but like we we have had episodes before like the tom episode where people are like well you don't clearly know anything about guitar and it's like in the episode we talk about the fact that dang literally has a degree in guitar playing um the biggest thing we find is people who don't listen to our episodes but decide to get in fights with us based on the tweet that we tweeted about the episode (laughs) and we find that very aggravating um but anyway i just i wanted to say i appreciate the people i've been talking but to yeah, about it definitely we'd love to hear your thoughts let us know anything like that um if you're coming into our discord we have a specific channel for the wheel of time tv show just for the first little bit um we'd appreciate if you just spoiler blocked comments on specific episodes yes uh just in case people haven't been able to watch things quite yet so just let us know what episode it's referring to out of the spoiler block and the spoiler block the specific things just so that everybody can enjoy it all in their good time but we appreciate you we hope that you have a wonderful day and we're going to immediately record an episode on episode four (laughs) so peace for real this time the weed weaves is the weed wills but not for me